Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Searcy Sports Show. It truly has been a long time, but I am really excited to be back. I'm going to probably call this Season 3, Episode 1, I suppose, as that would follow along the timeline of my postings of the podcast. I do plan on continuing to post the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. I don't have a specific schedule that I'm aiming for, but I'm hopeful that it is consistent, much more consistent than in the past. I finished grad school in May. I'm super excited about being done with my school commitments and moving on to the next chapter of my life. And my job is in full swing, but I'm finding some time here to sit down and start podcasting again, and I'm really excited about it. Um, The NFL season starts this Thursday, September 8th, and I cannot wait. Football is always one of my favorite times of the year, um, and I can't wait for this next season of football. Things that I do plan on including in the show going forward, um, I do want to make start making weekly bets. Um, I do have a few bets a week that I'm trying to place now that sports betting is legal in Kansas, where I currently live. Um, so that's really exciting and another way to get interested in the game of sports. So I'm going to have a few bets a week that I'm going to shout out and see if we can uh, ride those to some success this year. Keep track of my records, see how I do. I'm hoping in the future to include some fun guests for you all and hopefully a camera eventually as well have a little bit of a visual addition to the show Uh, but I'm not going to rush that Um, just whenever I feel like it's the right time for me and the opportunities present themselves I am really excited about that being in the future of the show and without further ado let's go ahead and jump into the sports talk for the day I do have one Searcy storyline that I really want to cover and it is the sport of baseball in general um The past few years, especially personally as a Baltimore Orioles fan, I haven't found super big excitement in the game of baseball, Um, but this year I've really found it to be a fun baseball season. Um, The Yankees and the Dodgers really following through with their big spending and winning a lot of games. The Yankees have been struggling a little bit as of late, but I think that they'll figure it out by playoff time um, to really turn into full gear. Um, Their big spending has really paid off, and they've, they've shown some really, really good talent this year. We've also got some great stories from teams like Baltimore and Seattle who have not had much success in recent years, and they're really coming on strong, really showing off their youth. There's also a really exciting trade deadline with guys like Juan Soto and Josh Hader um, among the few that were traded. It felt really active, really exciting, Um, a much more involved trade line than I feel like in the trade deadline than in the past couple of seasons. And there's also some mini fun teams with a lot of momentum, like the Braves and the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, there's just a lot of excitement going into the playoffs, and I really think that it, it's anybody's game once we make it to the playoffs here come October, and I'm really excited to watch, and I hope you all are too. Now it's time to jump into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, the NFL Week 1 Best Bets and Season Predictions. First, I'm going to go over my three favorite bets for week one, starting with the New Orleans Saints at minus five and a half against the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints did lose C.J. Gardner-Johnson on defense to a trade, and they're dealing with a few early season injuries, but their offense being back at full strength with Jameis Winston at the helm and really a core receivers that are ready to go. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, who's actually going to be my rookie of the year pick this year, and Jarvis Landry, um, a lot of firepower on offense. Obviously, Alvin Kamara is still there as well. Um, I just think the Saints' offensive attack will be really hard for Atlanta to keep up with. Um, their offense doesn't seemingly look to be super potent this year, so I'm going to go with Saints covering that spread of minus 5.5, winning the game 29-20. to My second best bet 
of week one is the Baltimore Ravens minus six and a half versus the New York Jets. Um, revenge games can be scary, but when you're facing 37-year-old Joe Flacco, um, he's well past his prime, that fear does go away a bit. Even if Zach Wilson is good to go by Sunday, I think that both quarterbacks have their limitations, um, and the Ravens are very thankful to be returned back to full strength as well. Um, I see this being a pretty comfortable win for Baltimore, who I really see as one of the best coach teams in all of football. I think the Ravens win comfortably by a score of 35-17. to 17. And my third and final bet of the week, my favorite bet of the week, is the Tennessee Titans minus 5.5 at home against the New York Giants. The Giants may have improved at the head coaching position with Brian Dable, but I think their roster still lacks the overall talent and balance on both sides of the ball that they're really looking for. Meanwhile, Tennessee has been one of my favorite teams to watch the past few seasons. Um, They really have a clear identity and and really positive coaching value that's put into that identity. And I think that Derrick Henry and the Tennessee offense will really be able to control this game from the start. I'm going to go with Titans winning by a score of 27-16. to And now jumping into my whole season predictions for the NFL. I'm going to go division by division, go with the standings, and then look at my playoff standings and give you my Super Bowl pick to finish it off. So first, we will start with the AFC East. I have the Buffalo Bills with a record of 13-4. Josh Allen is going to be my favorite for MVP this year. Um, I think their whole core is ready to go. I think they're really well coached. I think they're going to have a lot of success this year in what seemingly will probably not be a super strong division, um, but you never know. Uh, number two finisher in that division for me is the New England Patriots going 9-8. and eight. Um, I think Mac Jones will manage the team pretty well, and obviously Bill Belichick coaching will help manage his growth. Uh, but I don't think they really have enough firepower to get through a lot of the really good teams in the AFC, as I, I really think the AFC is strong this year. Third in the division, I have the Miami Dolphins finishing 8-9. and nine. Um, I'm not super confident in the roster turnover and the coaching change yet. It might take some time to get um, settled in. And I'm not completely sold on Tua yet. I know that adding Tyreek Hill really helps out of the weapons, and Jalen Waddell had a nice connection with him last year, and Mike Gesicki at tight end. But um, I still think they have a little bit of ways to go. I think they'll get adjusted into McDaniel's system. And they will see some success, but not quite enough to make the playoffs. And finally, we have the New York Jets finishing fourth in the AFC East with 5-12. and 12. I still think they just have some bumps in the roster. Um, Robert Sala is trying to figure out an offensive identity. He's a very defensive-minded coach, and he's trying to put that into the defense, but the offense needs some help right now with Zach Wilson. Um, they really try to put some good weapons around him, um, drafting Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Um, but I do think that that injury might linger a little bit large for him that he sustained in the preseason with that knee. And I think that they'll, they just will be experiencing some growth this year before they really get into an area where they're going to contend. Next, we have the AFC North, which I actually think will be one of the most entertaining divisions in football this year, with the first place team being the Baltimore Ravens at a record of 12-5. and um, I think that having Lamar Jackson and the rest of the team all healthy and ready to go is huge, and I'm going to have John Harbaugh winning Coach of the Year this year. Um, he's my pick to win Coach of the Year. Um, I think that just on both sides of the ball, they're really sound, good identity, coaching strong, um, and if they can maintain their health, I think they're a really, really big threat to win the AFC. Second place in the AFC North is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think Joe Burrow will continue to grow. 
Um, but they're probably just going to run into trouble with the Ravens in the division. I think that's going to be the deciding factor for the AFC North is those two games where they face each other. The third-place team in the AFC North, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers going 9-8. and eight. Um, Tomlin, uh, he always wins, gets a winning record all the time, and I really think their defense is solid. Um, but their future still needs to be a bit determined um, on offense, you know, with trying to decide between Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, how they're going to manage that going forward. So I think they'll see some success, but I don't know if it'll be enough to go over Cincinnati and Baltimore in the same division. That's a tough matchup. And finally, the Cleveland Browns at 7-10, and 10, finishing fourth. Um, I really don't think that they're too bad of a team, but dealing with the Deshaun Watson situation and not having him for the first 11 games is really going to not set them off into a super strong start going into the season, and it'll be a little too late to catch up by the time he comes back. Next, we jump into the AFC South, and I've got the Indianapolis Colts winning the division with a record of 11-6. and six. I think Matt Ryan coming in is a huge, huge offseason move. I think he brings consistency at the quarterback position that they were really looking for last year, and they have a really solid roster. I like Frank Reich a lot as a coach, and I think that they're going to see a lot of success, a consistent success this year. Um, finishing second in the division, just behind them, I have the Tennessee Titans 10-7. and seven. I think they have a good structure on both sides of the football. Um, I think that they'll sneak into a wild-card spot. And then the third-place team I have in the AFC South is the Jacksonville Jaguars going 6-11. and 11. I am excited to see Doug Peterson back as a head coach in the NFL. I think he'll get them going, but they do have a little bit of ways to go. I'm hoping that Trevor Lawrence can really progress. I think that he does have a bright future. And then in fourth in the division, I have the Houston Texans at 4-13. and 13. I actually do think Davis Mills looks decent, but there's not a lot going on around him other than Brandon Cooks right now. Rookie running back Damian Pierce looks to have some good potential, but... They definitely have a long ways to go and grow before they are back in an area where they can contend. And to wrap up the AFC, everybody's favorite division, it seems, is the AFC West. A lot of firepower, a lot of ways I could see this going, but my prediction is first place, the Kansas City Chiefs at 12-5. and I think Mahomes will be just fine without Tyreek Hill. Um, Andy Reid has been one of the best coaches in the league for a long, long time. And I think that Andy will really get his guys going on offense and defense and set them up for consistent success that they've seen the past few years. I think their biggest challenger and finishing second in the division is the Denver Broncos at 11-6. and six. Um, I think Russell Wilson was the best offseason signing. Um, I think the Broncos finally have a quarterback they can go to and really look at their defense as continuing to be a stalwart. And I just I, I see them having a lot of success this year in what is going to be a lot of tough matchups for them. But I think that they're going to be able to get it done and get into a wild card spot. The third place team I have in the AFC West is the Los Angeles Chargers at 10 and 7. Justin Herbert looks very, very good, but he still has to grow a little bit. I really wanted to put them in the playoffs and we'll get to that whenever we get down. But I think that there's just going to be too much competition in that division in order to get out with three teams in there. And then the fourth team I have in that division is the Las Vegas Raiders at 8-9. and nine. I think the offense will shine pretty well, but I think that the defense and the coaching will struggle a little bit. I'm not sure if I feel confident about Josh McDaniels being a higher there, um, but we will see. I think that he will be good for the offense, but uh, I'm, I'm just a little bit worried about their defense going forward. I don't know how many playmakers they really have back there, and they're really going to have to make a lot of plays if they're going to beat Herbert, Mahomes, and Russell Wilson enough out of those six games in order to compete. 
Now we'll go ahead and jump into the NFC predictions, starting with the NFC East. And I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys finishing first in that division at a record of 10-7. and seven. Um, Not a super explosive-looking roster, but I think that the consistent pieces that they have on both sides of the ball are going to be good enough to get that done in the division. Second, and a close second, is the Philadelphia Eagles at 9-8. and eight. They have a lot of roster growth. They really... They really addressed their needs in the offseason at safety, linebacker, and wide receiver. Uh, But I still think they have a lot of challenging games that they have to face this year. And last year, they had a lot of success against the teams that they were supposed to beat. And then the teams that that were on paper better than them, they didn't quite get over the hump. So I think that's going to be a similar story for them this year, just finishing behind the Cowboys. At third place in the division, I have the Washington Commanders finishing at a record of 7-10. and 10. I think that Carson Wentz is definitely functional at quarterback, but I don't know if it's enough to get them over the hump. Um, their defense took a little bit of a step back last season, uh, more than expected from the season before, um, and I just don't know if they have enough firepower to really get through the Cowboys and the Eagles in that division. And then finishing fourth in the division of the NFC East, I have the New York Giants finishing at a record of 5-12. and 12. Um, I just their 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 roster overall just does not excite me in any way, um, but Brian Dable does seem like a good hire, um, much better than what they've had the past few years, um, and I think that they at least do have that to look forward to. But they got a lot of questions they need to answer, whether that's Daniel Jones or the secondary. Um, they just have a lot to figure out going forward. Now we move on to the NFC North, and I have the Green Bay Packers finishing first at a record of 11-6. and six. Um, Similar story to Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill. I think that Aaron Rodgers will be fine without Devontae Adams. The offense may not be as explosive downfield as it was last season, but I think that it will still be really consistent with one of the best in the game leading the offense, and I, th- I, th- I think their defense is really sneaky good. I think that at all three levels of the defense, they have really, really good playmakers, and I think that that'll almost carry them through the season just as much as Aaron Rodgers can. And second in the division are the Minnesota Vikings finishing 10-7. and seven. Um, Kirk Cousins has always been a good enough quarterback, and I do think he's good enough to get into the playoffs again this year. I think that they have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, and I think that'll show this year. I think they'll really give the Packers a run for their money. Then third in the division are the Detroit Lions at 5-12. and 12. I do think they're they're coached well. I like Dan Campbell and his attitude, his spirit. Um, they just need a little bit more talent. Um, and I think they'll find that in some of the youth that they have, but I think that they're still a year or two away from really competing. And then in fourth place in the division are the Chicago Bears, finishing at 4-13. and 13. It really doesn't feel like a great setup for Justin Fields to grow, um, whether that's the wide receiver core or the coaching hire that they have. Um so I hope he does grow. You never want to see a quarterback get in a situation where he doesn't have a lot of opportunities, but um, I don't see the Bears really making a lot of strides this year. Now we'll move into the NFC South, which I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finishing first place in the division. Um, similar to Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes, I think Brady will be fine. Um, even at his age, he's got a lot of weapons, a lot of good structure on the offense, and I think that they will have some good success again this year in second in the division i have the new orleans saints finishing at a record of nine and eight i think they're a really sneaky looking team i wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs but they just missed my cut i think that having Jameis back and the wide receiver core that they have i think their offense will look potent and i think dennis allen being a defensive-minded coach will take care of that side of the ball as well so i really do think the saints are are my sneaky team this year to make some noise 
the number three team in the NFC South. I have the Carolina Panthers finishing a record of seven and ten. I think the Baker Mayfield's a very functional player. I think they'll get he'll get them in a position where they compete in a few more games, but I don't know if Matt Rule's going to last. I think that this might be his last season on the Panthers, especially if they don't have a winning record or make some noise getting towards the playoffs. Then in fourth place in the NFC South, I have the Atlanta Falcons at a record of 5-12. They do have a lot of change going on. They're figuring out their future. Um, I think that Desmond Ritter, Drake London, um, Tyler Algier, they do have some really positive pieces, young pieces on the offense that they're going to see this year. But I, I just think they have a lot of a lot of pieces that they need to figure out what's next before they really get to a place where they're going to contend. And the final division of the NFL predictions is the NFC West, a super exciting division to me. First place, I have the Los Angeles Rams at a record of 12-5. and Love the build of their team, especially offensively. Um, Sean McVay has really proven he's a, a really, really good-minded coach. And obviously coming off a of Super Bowl, I think they're going to continue to be motivated. I think the only concern I have for them at all is Matthew Stafford's elbow tendonitis. As long as they manage that throughout the year, and he doesn't sustain significant damage there. I think that they're going to have another really, really good season. In second place in the NFC West, I have the San Francisco 49ers at 11-6. and six. I think if Trey Lance just makes enough plays for them, with the coaching and the defense they have, I think they're going to be a really, really impressive team this year. Um, same as the third-place team in the division, the Arizona Cardinals. I have all three teams in that division making the playoffs. Um, Arizona finishing at 10-7. and seven. Um, They still feel like they're – maybe a piece or two away from really being like a Super Bowl contender, but I think that they have enough success in there for the playoffs and enough firepower. Then the final team in the NFC West fourth place have the Seattle Seahawks at 6-11. and 11. Um, Change, change, change. Um, P. Carroll, it really feels like this might be the end of the road for him as they're going through a bit of a rebuild for sure. Um, but uh, Hopefully they can get some success and see some growth in the areas that they're looking for this year, but uh, I think this will be a bit of a, a season of change. All right, so that sets up the AFC based on my predictions to look like this. The one seed would be the Buffalo Bills, the number two seed being the Baltimore Ravens, three seed Kansas City Chiefs, four seed Indianapolis Colts, the five seed Cincinnati Bengals, six seed Denver Broncos, and the seventh seed Tennessee Titans. Um, I think that the one team that just missed the cut, the Chargers, I think it'll be really close between them and the Broncos because somebody's gonna, somebody else is going to come out of the AFC West, but it's going to be a big dogfight in that division. And then the NFC setup I'd have based off my predictions would be uh, the Rams at the one, Buccaneers at the two, Green Bay Packers at the three, Cowboys at the four. 49ers at the five, Vikings at the six, and the Cardinals at the seven. So looking at how those seedings line up to make my prediction for the Super Bowl this season, the AFC has a lot of options that it could be, but I really see the Buffalo Bills as the best team. So I'm going to put the Bills and the Super Bowl out of the AFC, whereas the NFC, I'm, I'm just, I'm really unsure on who will come out of that, but I just have a feeling that the Packers it's finally going to happen for them. I, I think that they're going to get over that that hump of, of not performing in the playoffs. Um, I think that Aaron Rodgers will be just fine without Devontae. And I, I, I just really, really like their defense a lot. I like Matt LaFleur a lot as a coach. I think that they're just going to see a lot of success, and they're finally going to get through the playoffs, get over that hump. 
However, I don't think it will be enough to win a Super Bowl. I have the Buffalo Bills beating the Green Bay Packers in this year's Super Bowl. So that finishes up my NFL season predictions. Let me know what you think on social media. Interact with me on my social pages at the CRC Sports Show. You can find it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I'm looking also into making a TikTok to hopefully interact with my audience a bit better as well. But yeah, let me know what you think of my predictions. Um, Let me know what your predictions are for the season, whether those are NFL season awards, Super Bowl picks, or anything of the like. And I hope that you can tail my bets in week one and make a little bit of cash. And with that, that'll conclude this episode of the Seriously Sports Show. Thank you so very much for listening. I'm really excited to be back. I'm hoping to find some consistent time to put these out. And uh, for anyone listening, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for supporting me, and I hope that everybody has an amazing rest of your day.